0: This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. Uh, David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Also joining me is the director of SOM North Africa. For today's broadcast, we'll be calling him Malik for security purposes. Now, uh, David you always want to make sure that people don't think of you as a ceo in the you know ivory tower sense but more as a encourager a chief encouragement officer is that right that's right and that's uh, my relationship with all the directors including malakir
1: who technically he does not work for me and, and work for our, our office he has his own support he has his own work and we're drawing together an association of passion for this so uh, that's why I love it because he's a peer he inspires me I, I joke with him I work for him because I'm so inspired by what the Lord's doing in, in his leadership and so it's always an honor to have him by the way I have to say mark it's good to be back with you and your voice is stronger because you're just overcoming covid (laughs) and a lot of people may not know that but mark's a champion he's overcome and we we his voice right before this was kind of croaking out there and uh he's back strong (laughs) so we praise god for that
2: thank you mark you know we're always joking with uh one another saying you know you don't work for me i don't work for you you know and we got you we both we have the calling you know to uh, to do this work so just great you know and We call him chief of encouragement officer. So
0: (laughs) that's great. Well, you know, offline, David is an encouragement to me too. And uh, I've been working alongside SOM for many, many years now and always hugely encouraged by what the Lord is doing through SOM's ministry. Well, David, uh, you've been working alongside another one of our contacts, Pastor Singh in India for many years, and he's had some great success in starting micro businesses for women in India. We don't have time to go into all the sociological impacts of of the caste system in India and, and how women are sometimes oppressed, but what we have seen is that these micro-businesses that we call the Lighthouse Sewing Schools have given Indian women an incredible opportunity not only to make a living, but to share the gospel, and now that we have this new ministry that is taking off, as exploding in North Africa, not only is there an agricultural Aspect to it and a church planning aspect to it. But we've also been working with Pastor Singh to duplicate the sewing school aspect and these micro businesses that give an opportunity for women to be discipled and for women to start a micro business to help their families. Tell us more about this uh, Lighthouse Sewing School, David.
1: Yeah, well, again, uh, Malice is going to fill in the gap here, how that the impact that that's bringing, but we just there's uh, first of all you know tell us kind of what's going on but i'd like to hear for back ultimately that what a lot of women go through the difficulties of our, our heart is drawn towards that and, and, and let me comment too yeah we're really close as global directors we, sh- we we work with one another we love each other we share with one another and it was pastor singh and i a few years ago traveled together to africa and and malik's been to india and so you know we we, we just love getting together anytime so let's jump right into what the Lighthouse the impact is. Malik, share with us.
2: Well, yeah, uh, thank you. Um, we, just another platform that we use to reach out to people because many uh, many women in Africa, never been in school, you know, they are just like uh, people who work at the house, you know, cooking, you know, take care of the family and all of that. They have zero income, whatever they have, even if it is a penny, either they have to get it from the husband, or uh, they have to have it from relative brothers, and you know, well, and some, you know, uh, even like to have like money to buy soap, a bar of soap, you know, to take a shower, you know, sometimes it's very tough for this woman who very hard workers, you know, uh, uh, take care of uh, the family, so to help them, you know, to have a little income. You know, we uh, we think about the lighthouse, but not also for just the income, but it's going to be like a platform for the woman to meet with the other woman. Because when you have a, a machine in the village, you know, a lot of women will come, you know, they, you know, the woman, they will come and bring their clothes, for, you know, for showing, And sometimes, most of the time, they will come and see. And uh, the woman who, would really, who has the training, you know, and has a sewing machine, you know, will be able to have time to spend with them and also to pray with them and, you know, in uh, that way. And even like uh, uh, one woman, her name is Fatou, you know, there was a one girl who came to, uh, to visit her and uh, she was, as uh, they was talking, she was going through some issues like uh, health issues and things like that and the lighthouse lady prayed for her and she got healed. And, you know, it's how she continued to share it with her, and she gave her life to Jesus. People would not say, okay, this woman, she's just like, uh, you know, here to share her faith, but she's working, you know, and that's very important in the modern world because they didn't want to see us living and sharing the gospel and thinking that, you know, there is somebody who's paying us to do the work. But, you know, they will see us actually,
1: you know, making the money, you know, for our own living. So they're, they're contributing to the community. Yeah. They, they see the the witness of their for their family yeah. and, and take care of them. Uh, you know, I I for the the listening uh, family there, I want to make sure they get. They understand what Malik's talking about it, uh, uh, but the lighthouse is a sewing school, mm-hmm. six months long, right. and these are women who many of most of them are Ill, illiterate. They don't have a skill. Uh, they've lived difficult lives. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them widows, and and so they are able to join in this. But but we brought out what I loved is the leadership part. It's a tool to empower them, obviously, to take care of their family, but. It's to connect to relationally, yeah. and and I like that where they can now have friendship. I mean, just the practical side of that, but let alone now they can learn about God's word, God's calling upon them. But I think after the break, let's get into what are the conditions, the difficulty for women in that region of the world, and then you know how does this the school, how does Christ change them, and some of the things that that Malik's seen.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Hey, we'll be right back. At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International, and also joining me is the director of SOM North Africa. Now, both uh, David and our director in North Africa, they're joining us from the other side of the country. Uh, They're on a little tiny headset microphone, and so you may hear a little bit of a decline in the audio quality today if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. Now... Malik, there are some things I don't understand about the culture there in North Africa. I, I don't really understand the hardships that women are facing there, the socioeconomic system. Help me understand why a micro business, a sewing micro business is so vital and the kind of hardships that these uh, women are trying to overcome in that part of the world.
2: Well thank you, Mark. you know um, while you were speaking, you know there is a story who pop up in my mind. you know uh, I was not there, but one of my friends he told me in one culture in Africa, there was like in the middle of the village there's always like a big tree. You know, and, and it's like where they gather together. It's like a community place. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he was uh, he was just okay. a guest in the village. So he saw a lot of people gathering together. You know, in that thing, and he decided he wanna go and see. When when he went over there, you know, he saw a woman kneeling down and asking forgiveness to her husband because her husband said he's taking the key from heaven for her. She's not going to heaven, huh. and she believed it. You know, and uh, well, why I say this story is because just to let you know, to understand, you know, how like how vulnerable are the women in Africa? I hear here in United States, uh, the man has the last word, yes ma'am. But in Africa, no, you know, the <laughs> the man has the last word and that's not an yes ma'am. It's difficult, you know, they press them down. And also, you know, in that context, you know, especially in our context, the Muslim world, when you become a Muslim, when well, you become a, a Muslim woman, become a Christian and her husband is not a Christian, that means that, you know, 100% divorce. Oh, wow. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, yes, that's 100% divorce. They're gonna kick you out,
1: you know, with your old family, you know, and you have to find a way to live so so you talk about again you're pointing that picture at the vulnerability of women yes. and the fear of it because yes. but let me bring out because uh, you know i recognize that in islam mm-hmm. how could talk about how islam teaches that men can to help decide this the spiritual fate so when we're not just talking about divorce this side of heaven mm-hmm. but eternal separation from god hell all right that that islam teaches that men have that power tell us yeah. more about that well but islam, islam is teaches te- yeah. islam is teaching you that it's your husband who's taking you to heaven
2: if you don't like And truly, the woman is a slave, you know, to the man. You know, you have to watch his thing. You know, to do whatever. You know, they're gonna torture them. They're gonna beat them. They're gonna do all kind of things to them. And you know, just kind of fear. You know, that is living and reigning. You know, in the life of the woman. Now, if a woman decides to follow Jesus in the in that context that she is a very brave woman so that means that she going to be out of context she going is it, you know she going to need like some kind of like you know support like micro business or something like that you know to have to support herself you know and also to her children most of the time
1: yeah, so she's looking at life and death really right. situation because right. physically she's not going to have any support. She's yeah. going to be rejected by the yes. community, right? Yes. Uh, she has not she has a trade mm-hmm. many, many times not literate, and now and also in, in depending on her belief system, if she's a, a heart, you know a firm believer in Islam, she's taught that she's going to go to hell. Yeah. So and so obviously God has to do something great in these women's heart yeah. to be able to break free from that yeah. fear and bondage. Yeah. it's why we are thinking about you know that's. Uh, mm-hmm. Lighthouse
2: uh, school is a is a good tool, you know, to provide for them. Uh, at least, like at the end of the training, we will give them like a one showing machine. We're going to be supporting them, I would say, for the whole life, you know. And one sewing machine is costing only one hundred and ten dollars. So to support, I would say, a widow or like a divorced woman because of her faith, you know, because of Christ, you know. And uh, also, not only for that, but it's going to be like open door for her to, to share her faith, you know, to the other woman who's coming and pray for them and start like a, a, a woman house church.
1: Yeah. I, okay. So let's get into that. Uh, let's go on with that, Malika. Okay. So not only are these women being empowered, because this is leadership. So we're mm-hmm. talking about it, you know, in this podcast, the, the empowerment that it takes when we share resources, we share, you know, technology and knowledge with others, especially women. So not only now does she become uh, self confident in, in her way and, and creating, mm-hmm. uh, re, um, you know, revenue, creating mm-hmm. products, but now she's influencing other women you just brought up and others in the community. What does that look like? Well, she's like uh, somebody who did not have no word, to
2: somebody who have word now.
1: What do you mean by that? word? somebody
2: yeah. who who couldn't been having no respect in the community okay, to yeah. somebody who have respect to the yes. community and who leading somebody who didn't who had to say yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, and somebody now who's making decisions and helping the people to make the right decision.
0: Mm. That's good. I think this all reminds me of the principle behind James one twenty seven. And that verse says religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Now these aren't technically widows but in many ways they're very vulnerable like a widow would be like an orphan would be and no, no, but I,
1: Mark let me let me actually clarify that. that technically these are widows many of them not all of them but many of them are widows uh, because of hardships of life and some of them because of persecution is that correct yeah, persecution, uh, yeah. persecution so these are persecuted women who have lost their husbands left them because of their faith and now we're able to come beside them and empower them so it is we're, we're fulfilling j- the, the scripture of James in the heart of the father perfectly right here. Yeah. Well,
0: And I, and I love it. It's, it's religion that is pure and undefiled. It's, it's to step in to the world of the person who is the most vulnerable. And that's what you're doing through this lighthouse ministry. That's a very vulnerable person that you're stepping into their world. You're giving them a marketable skill. You're surrounding them with a community of believers and helping them to support themselves. And you know, it's unbelievable to me um, Um, to live in a place where if you came to know Christ you would be outed from your family but wow that's it's incredible to see what the church is doing there if you'd like to contribute or get involved with the work that's happening there in North Africa at risk radio invites you to get involved and you can do that through a few ways first of all Subscribe to our newsletter. There's things we say in our newsletter we can't say on air here. It's full color. You get pictures coming out. There's stories that are coming out. um, And you really get a good sense of what it's like to be serving on the front lines in these very restricted areas of the world. You can sign up at atriskradio.com. You can also help this podcast by subscribing to it or sharing it with a friend. And lastly, At Risk Radio and SOM International are crowdfunded ministries. And that means that we're supported as you donate, um, as you buy books in our bookstore in exchange for a donation. If you give to a project, um, it's very minimal to give so that a woman has a sewing machine that she can start a micro business with. If you want to find out more information about that, that's all at spiritofmartyrdom.com. Well, that's it for today. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At-Risk Radio. You've been listening to At-Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At-Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.